Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Podcast. I am Matt. And I'm Kyle. And if this is your first time listening to us, we are Phoenix's premier geek podcast covering everything from movie, TV shows, comic book news, entertainment, anything and everything that fits in your geek lifestyle one way or another. If this is your first time listening to us, we are glad to have you aboard. And as always, we're happy to have every one of our listeners who is a repeat listener every week back with us again. It is a hot one here in Phoenix. It got up to 102 today. It is only the beginning of May. It's the 9th of May, but already we're seeing triple digits here in Phoenix. And I'm not ready for it, Kyle. I'm not ready for it. It says 103 right now on the news. Oh, good Lord. I'm not ready for it either. You know, we do this every year. We all live here. Not all of us, but me and you. We live here and we always do this. Ah, oh man, it's going to be, we all, we know what's going to happen. Now, the only thing that sucks right now is usually we don't get hit the hundreds until June or the end of May. So us getting the hundreds at the beginning of May, all this does is that means we're going to have, what, 148 days straight of 100 degree weather? Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, we bitch about it now because we've been spoiled. We've been absolutely spoiled the last few months going from 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s to all of a sudden it's like we skipped the 80s or we skipped the 90s and went right to the hundreds it's it's like i know it's been like 95 96 the last couple days but to me it feels like we've skipped to the 90s and went right to the hundreds and and hopefully it cools down a little bit and we get everything gets put into a little bit of a check and this is just a little bit of a heat wave but every year man it seems like it's getting hotter and hotter once we're coming down to the weekend of phoenix uh comic fest i keep wanting to call it comic-con it's always going to be comic-con to me i don't care what anyone says right but it just feels like it's getting hotter and hotter every year around this time and it's just i'm not i'm not ready for it but thankfully i had to sell my soul and max out a few credit cards but i got my new air conditioner so i'm sitting in a nice 74 degree house and i can't complain too bad but if you want to help me out make sure to support our patreon <laughs> just i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but um, i got i have a swamp cooler on right now lucky you yeah so my house is like, I mean, it's a like 71, 71 degrees. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it'll cool down. My house will be, when I wake up in the morning, my house will be 65 degrees. Yeah, but it's got to be even worse for you now that you're working back outside. Oh, it sucks. Ah, it's so hot outside. I, I, but you're dropping them. You're dropping them LBs though. You looked pretty good last time. I Yeah, I've I lost. Uh, I, I fit, I'm fitting into clothes that I probably haven't worn since like 2000 and like 15. I had to go buy new pants. I lost uh, like five pant sizes. You lost half a Jose. Right? Yeah, I didn't even have to have a stroke to do that. Uh, Yeah, but you know what? I, You know, like today I fill up, I have like a 
like a little ice chest thing and I filled up with bottles of water. Damn. And I think I drank 14 of them from 6 a.m. till 2 p.m. Wow, that'd be the way to do it, man. If I could have an out... <clears throat> See, I want a job where I'm not behind a computer all day, but then again, I want to be... I want a podcast. I want to do this show. I would love to do a show like this or something like we've said before. I would love to be able to put content out for you guys every single day. Unfortunately, that would mean I would have to do this full time and I don't get paid to do this right now. So that's kind of out of the question. But I would like to have something where I could be more active instead of being stuck behind a desk all day. And and then I'm tired and got to fight to go to the gym and you know paying high ass gym prices and shit i want a job where i kind of do both where i'm at a desk for a while but then i'm out and about actually i'm interviewing for a job here soon uh for that actual position where i'll be i'll have like office work to do but i'll have like i'll be outside in the field doing stuff at the same time you know like bouncing back and forth so i'm kind of hoping for that pans out well, my, like I said, my ideal ideal job would be able to do this full-time and put out content for everyone full-time, full-time podcasts, full-time. Like we've talked about, me and you want to do a radio show. We'd love to be able to do a morning podcast radio show where every morning you have a new show ready for you to go by the time you start your drive to work. And I would love to be able to work all night and sleep all day. So we work all night, record, get that show out, then go to sleep and wake up and do it again. And I wish I could get paid to do something like that. But unfortunately, right now, we're not there. The truth of the matter is, is like with us taking that time off, we got to kind of rebuild and find our place again and, and find our footing because... Honestly, like podcasting is a it's it's a crazy game. Like everybody's doing it now. So we're in, within the we only t- literally took maybe like a month off total. Like because we were still putting out episodes, but total we took a month off, maybe two months. In that time, like I pull up our iTunes page and there's like ten different podcasts now linked to us, and it shows you everyone that's like linked to you in your category, and it's just like now since we took that time off where we've got to find our footing again and where we are place in this, in this community, as far as finding, you know, new listeners and, and fighting that out. So it's, it's a little bit of a tough road we have to get back to where we were before Christmas of last year, before you uh, had to leave the house to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that wears you, it wears you out. It does. It really does. And, and it's more so sitting in the Phoenix traffic, just dealing with, the traffic and the stresses of people and and how people drive and like you you see some crazy things like i've never thought like you see how much people don't get enough sleep because they're falling asleep in their cars or driving past them and you got ladies putting on makeup and going across three lanes of traffic and it, it's it really is nuts when you have to leave your house to go to work yeah it's crazy it's oh. I dread it every day. But it's not complaining. I'm just saying, like, I would. this is what I love to do, and I would love to do it full-time for you guys. But, unfortunately, it's not in the cards. Hopefully, one day, maybe when I hit the lottery. Or maybe something will just pan out for us. That would be even cooler, too. It would be cool to do a, a morning radio show podcast for everyone. Not even, like, I would want it to be more like our, our other shows. Not necessarily, like, geek-centered. But um, our WTF Friday show. I would, it would be cool to have it something more like that. Kind of like 98KUPD does it where we just kind of talk about current stuff and our, give our takes on it, but then, you know, talk about funny stories and, and things like that. So, yeah, no, I'm down. I'm waiting. I, where do I sign? Where do I sign my name for that? <laughs> well, sadly, unfortunately, we have to find the right people 
that would hook us up doing that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to find where we belong again in this crazy podcast world. We'll figure it out. We will. We will rebound. Like Shaq, we will get rebounds. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I know football, not basketball. Oh, that's funny. But, um, but yeah, so what's, uh, what have you been up to lately? I've been, uh, like I've been talking about a couple podcasts ago. I'm hosting a comic trivia two weeks in a row coming up on May 26th. So if you're in the Phoenix area and you want to come partake or just come say hi, uh, message me on, find me on Facebook message me on messenger and I'll, I'll let you know where it's at and stuff. So what I'm doing is on May 26th, so I have that much time to plan it, but I'm, I'm hosting a Marvel trivia one week and I'm doing a DC trivia the next week. So you're doing that on a, the Friday night of Comic-Con? No, I'm doing it. It's, it's on Wednesdays. So May 26th is a Friday, I believe. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's May 23rd. Okay. So I'm doing it May 23rd, and then the following week. Let me let me double check. I'm yeah. pretty sure the 26th is a Friday because yeah, my Wednesday, birthday my when, birthday is the 24th. I got it right here. Wednesday, May 23rd. I'm okay, doing because yeah, I knew. And then the the following week, I'm doing Wednesday, May 30th. I'm doing uh, DC trivia. Oh, okay. What happened to Walking Dead trivia? Um, it'll it'll come. We're just doing this because you know. It, I wanted to do Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead will be fun. That'll be the next one. These are my gauges to see how it's going to go. Because my big thing about this is I'm a nerd. You're a nerd. We're nerds. I'm going to say something. Somebody's not going to like it. I'm going to have to sit and argue. Well, no, you don't. You That's when you say, listen, I am the host of the, the trivia game. What I say goes. The answers that I got are, are what the answers are. And if you don't like that, I'm, I'm sorry. You I know I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I know I know my stuff, but I'm still gonna Google it. And I'm still gonna double check. But I've got it down to where I'm doing is I'm doing uh, eight, eight rounds of Marvel well, trivia. Yeah, you, you got to because you'll have that one nerd that goes, um, excuse me, sir, that is not how Thanos found the Soul Stone in the in the actual comics. That's only how he did it in the movies. So and I'm. You got to be like, shut up, nerd. So what I'm doing is. Uh, my minor only is only going to be comics. No, I'm not doing movie. So I might. Oof, oof, shot in the heart right there. That's gonna. I know. But, that's gonna disqualify well, half the people. So I have I have eight rounds. I only have seven. What I'm thinking, my eighth round. Okay, so this is what I'll let me explain it better. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do round one will be Marvel history. So it'll be like you know what was Marvel called prior to it being called Marvel? Who started it? You know what I mean? It'd be like six or eight questions about the history of Marvel. Different people, you know, that were... Inf- it was it was Acme Comics, wasn't it? Yes. Or was it Timely? I think it was Timely. But you know what I mean? So it's going to be like that. And then I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to do... Who's this hero and who's this villain? So one round will be heroes. So I'll describe, you know... He wears a red and blue costume with web shooters. Who is he? You know what I mean? And the, oh, so you're going to spoon feed him. So, well, I, I'm going to make it a little bit more trickier, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to describe a, a hero and then you got to tell me who that hero is. So, and then I'm going to do the same thing with villains. I'm going to describe a villain. And you got to tell me who that villain is. And then I'm going to do first appearances. So I'll tell you who it is. You tell me their first appearance. 
and I'm not going to do cameos. It's their first appearance. That's going to be hard. That's going to be real hard. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, it depends. Like, I was going to do, I was going to do, uh, I'll do Deadpool. I'll do, uh, I'm going to do, uh, like, Ronin the Destroyer. I'm going to do Drax. I'm going to do Thanos, even though they're the same appearance. I think it'll be funny. Um, actually, I won't. I think, I mean, I think that sounds a little too hard. Like, I think, I don't know. It, yeah. It's your it's your trivia, but I so think. If I t- if, but, but if I told you uh, who, which issue is the first appearance of Gwen Stacy? Yeah, I it's Spider-Man. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> But and if I told you uh, who you know what was the first appearance of Thanos, you would tell me. Yeah, don't know. Iron Man fifty five. And if I told you who uh, you know what I mean, who was uh, you know what I mean that's what I was gonna do. When was the first appearance of Deadpool? New Mutants ninety eight. When was the first appearance of Star Lord? Um, you can put me on a spot here, man. It's a Marvel premiere issue. So so yeah. So I because Gwen Stacy was Spider Man thirty one. I want to say. But I'm not sure. <laughs> so that's like I, that's what I'm saying. Is like for the casual, for the casual fan that's gonna come into your your you know come into this. And this I is think it's and, a little too hard. But but I think this is what's gonna make or break people though. Yeah. Yeah. So so like if you went in and said you know like when I went and did Star Wars trivia, like I I, I got it was me and it was Dan it was my buddy Chuck. I thought we had it in the in the back you know what I mean and uh, I went in there and we were like durr, 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 you know what I mean so I mean you think you're a huge fan but maybe it will be too hard I'm going to make the questions and then I'm going to I'm actually going to quiz a couple people like I was going to quiz you I'm going to quiz Brian I was going to but yes it is it is Spider-Man 31 it's her first appearance because she's also it's all, that is also the first appearance of Harry Osborne. And I, so the next one was going to be, I was going to do heroes, villains, first appearances. Then I was going to do who created me. So who created Thanos? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's tough, man. That's going to be a tough, a tough trivia. And then I was going to do which issue did this, did this character die in? Okay. So like, you know, the death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Spider-Man 121. You know what I mean? So then, and then I was going to do, and then I have a blank and then I'm going to do a visual round. So I'm gonna throw up an insignia. I'm gonna throw up something, and you got to tell me what character that is. Okay. And then I and then I have I had one more open. I got to find one more category that I can't think of because I was like, after all this, what other thing can I do? Star Lord. That was he actually appeared in a Marvel previews, didn't he? It was Marvel previews number four. Marvel premiere. Oh, premiere. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Marvel premiere. Like. But yeah, it might have been a preview, but I think I keep saying premiere. I think premiere is just stuck in my head. I thought it was preview, but um, you know, I could be wrong. But it's Marvel preview for nineteen seventy six. Okay. So maybe it will be too hard. Um, like I was gonna do first appearance of Gamora. Okay. Strange Tales one eighty. Right. You know what I mean? You know. First appearance of Rocket Raccoon. So that's Marvel Preview 7. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you, you know what I mean? And it might be too hard. Um, I mean, I think I think it would... It, I think being Comic-Con week, it, it fits. 
I think people will get into it, but I think for like I said, for the casual people that are gonna be there, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be almost damn near impossible. <laughs> well, I was gonna try to stick to like characters that people know. Yeah, but you gotta think like most of these people, and, and I'm not gonna call them filthy casuals, but most of the people that are probably gonna come to this trivia and that are gonna be there drinking at, at your wife's bar, anyways. It, they're gonna not know much more than what's in the movies. Some of them, some of them will come out just for the Marvel mo- trivia, and you'll probably have a good mixture. But some people are gonna be like just, um, you know, only know what had been put in the movie. So, and, and this was my, this was the whole point I was trying to make when she originally nominated me to do this. I was like, do I do it by just the movies, or because I, that, I was thinking about that being one of my categories. Is did this happen in the comic or movie? So then I would I would explain a scene and I would ask if it happened in the movie or if it happened in a comic. What's the first appearance of Groot? Groot was Tales to Astonish Seven. Thirteen. Thirteen. So I was uh, I thought that would be kind of cool though. You know, did this happen in a comic or did it happen in a movie? So I mean, it it might be too, but I make I wanted to make it comic related because I think I think making it movie Marvel related would be harder for me. And then I, I, and I thought then if, okay, so then I get, so this is what's going to happen. Maybe possibly is either I get the comic book. I do the movie wise. And then I go, that didn't happen in the comic book or I get, or I do it more comic related. And I go, we don't know any of these because we only watched the movie. So I, I am at a loss either. You know what I mean? I'm going to catch, I'm going to catch flack either way I do it. Yeah. So and then, but I was going to do this exact thing for DC. It was going to be the first. It was going to be the first. It was going to be the same categories for DC. DC history, DC heroes, DC villains, DC first appearances, DC who created me. You know what I mean? I think DC, honestly, like, I think the DC one of it will be a lot easier than the Marvel one for people. Well, I, it, it's just because. I mean, most of your first appearances, you it's gonna be Action Comics number one, Bat, Detective Comics number one, Detective Twenty Seven, Detective Twenty Seven. Yeah, like your your first appearance. A lot of the first appearances are, are a lot easier than than Marvel because they, you know, DC didn't have all those off spending books like Tales to Astonish or Marvel Previews or you know, Marvel had all those different side spinners that it was a lot harder to, you know. I mean, Jesus Christ, Ant-Man even was one of those that was in like a one-off story. And DC would be easier for me because I'm more of a DC guy. I'm not much of a... I'm not as much of a Marvel guy as I'm a DC guy. See, I would I would put a little mix of everything. Like, if you want a one round... Like, you could do one round. Like, you're round eight. I don't know. How, how many rounds do you guys do? Seven, eight? I'm doing eight. I'm going to do like... So, like, like, with my trivia, they do... Round one is current events normally, then round two is music, then round three, four are, you know, just normal category rounds, and round five is like a visual round, and then round six is whatever round, and then round seven is another audio round, and then round eight is uh, random knowledge. So you could do that. Like, you could do it where it's like, okay, so round eight could be your Marvel history. Like, that's where... that's going to be with a category that's going to separate the men from the boys. Cause you could have people running away with it. And 
when you get to round eight, that round eight is gonna gonna cripple everybody. Round eight could be a game changer. You could have somebody that's in last place know every single question in round eight and come back and win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I think that would make it my, exciting. My my these aren't set in stone. It's the way I'm doing them. I just these were just these were the ones I wanted to do, and I'm just trying to. And I got to make. I'm gonna make like eight questions per round, eight to ten questions. So like your silhouette, like you're talking about doing the silhouettes, that could be your visual round. Yeah. And then, you know, you could take, you could go find like lines from the movies on YouTube and just download them and, and cut and paste them and kind of export them out and just play them. And, you know, they have to give you the line and what movie, or, you know, they have to give you who said it and what movie it's from. And that kind of, that kind of gives everyone a level playing field up until, up until round eight, where it's like, all right, this is round eight. This is the last round. This is where we separate the men from the boys, you know, or the, the women from the girls. And you know what? I think I'm going to make it one step harder of who said this, and I'm not going to play the audio clip. I'm just going to say it. There you go. Because then you really have to, either, you know, who said it or you didn't because if yeah, you, and they have to tell you who said it and what movie it's from. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to do that. That will be one round too. Cause yep. Who, who said, who said this line from what movie? There you go. Because I was think I wanted to do. I also wanted to do like, uh, you know, what what theme song is this, and then do like X Men and do Spider Man. But I didn't know if I could get enough. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you. I think you could. Like Spider Man, you could go X Men. You could go '90s cartoon. The same with the Spider Man. Um, Captain America. I think you could get enough. Because that was another round. That's a. That's one. Uh, that was another one that I was. So like maybe instead of doing like. Uh, which issue did this person die in? Maybe I would do whose theme song is this? You know what I mean? Or what, you know, I don't know. But that's what I'm doing tonight. So, like I said, if anybody out there, we're putting this out on the 11th, you send me a question, I use the question, I will send you a prize pack. I'll send you something cool if I use your question. So you know my basis of... Damn, you get to help Kyle out and get a prize pack? And, and I'll send you something in the mail. That sounds like a deal to me. I think the deal is just me sending you something. All you gotta do is give me a question? Shoot. But I have to have it rather quick, so if, if you know, we put this out on the 11th, try to, if you really want to send me a question, and please, that, this will be awesome, you know, we can, it, please do it. But the, the sooner the better, so that I can, you know, because I have to make this pretty quick. I got people on my butt about it. Yeah. Like, I know, I, I was told weeks ago, and I've just, I've, you know, with school and everything, I've kind of just blown it off. But now I, but now it's like posted on their website and on their Facebook page. <laughs> so you're so now, into like, it now. So now it's like for real. So now I have to really do it. Like before it was like, it wasn't real yet. Now it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, they kind of locked you into it by uh, posting it on Facebook page, huh? Kind of. So. But I think, I mean, I think, like I said, doing that, having a little bit, bit of mixture of like the movies and, and the normal comic knowledge, that kind of gives everyone a level playing field. And then you just, you, you go for broke with the, the comic knowledge. And then you see who knows what and who doesn't at the end, at the very last round. And that's what's going to be, because what's the prize you get if you win? Um, I know it's a gift card and I think I was going to dig through and I was going to pull out, like, I think I was going to donate some toys and some comics. So yeah, especially if it's like a gift card for, I don't know how much it would be for, but I know like normally when I go to trivia, it's the winner gets 25 and the 
runner-up gets 15 that, so even then that's that's pretty much what they what they do too and then i was gonna throw comics and toys into it too so there you go even then that's you know you're playing for money you, you gotta make them work for that 25 dollars. you know it's for real too there you go so but like i said if you live in the phoenix area and you want to come hang out say hi and you want to come play if you send me a question you can't play though Oh, that's see, that's messed up. Well, then they already know the answer to one question. I don't, I don't want to give them play. Now. I don't want to come. I don't want to help you answer questions now because I want to play. Do you really want to play? I kind of do. Yeah. You guys should come. Everybody should. So if you live in the Phoenix area, message me. I'll tell you where it's at, and you can come and you can meet us down there, and you can you can come play. If we get enough interest and we get enough listeners that will commit to coming and playing, I'll come down, and you guys can be on my team. We'll start a team. Well, the absolute geek team, and I'll play with you guys. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, if not, then I'll just show up and help out Kyle. Either way, I'll, I'll probably be there, but... You can get some free drinks. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. It'd be fun. So, yeah, that'd be exciting. Sounds fun. I still think the Walking Dead one sounds better, but that's just me. Uh, the Walking Dead... The, you know what? I, I, I'm just being a fanboy now. I was trying to shoot for the Walking Dead one right before the new season comes back on. Yeah. So then that, you know... Then that'll draw up some interest, and then I have a little bit of a, of a space. A little bit of a space. Maybe we'll do it in a couple months. I don't know. Another thing I was kicking around about uh, as an idea for an episode, or maybe just kind of like a one-off thing, is uh, um, if the listeners would be down for something like this. If you think this would be a cool idea, let us know in the, the comment section below. But I mentioned to you this morning is going through and rating the Marvel movies, like our top Marvel movie from top to bottom and, and kind of where we stand. Because every time we have a new Marvel movie out, we're like, oh, man, this topped everything. This this is now our my new number one ultimate Marvel movie. But it'd be kind of nice to have a kind of a, a buffer to know or a, some sort of like guide to know where you rank these movies. So that way you can say, oh, man, this is better than this, this and this or, you know, kind of where you would put things. Because I think. I think it would be surprising to a lot of people where you and I would rate movies. And I think we would have a lot of discrepancies in our lists and our ratings. Like Civil War would be at the bottom of my Marvel movie. See, and it would be more at the top for me. Because I thought that one was bunk. It would be more at the top for me. So, Like Iron Man 2, probably closer to the bottom. Iron Man 1, close to the top. See, I would have Iron Man 2 closer to the top. I would have Iron Man 2 closer to the top only because of recently how how pivotal that movie has become to events that have taken place in the Marvel universe right now. So I think that's where I would I would rank that movie higher. I think that would be a fun one. I think we should get more than us to do it. I think there should be at least one more person because I think I think that would cause some good banter. Well, I mean, I'm open to having as many people doing it over Skype. We can literally have as many people as we want do it. So, I mean, if that's just something that you'd like to hear, let us know. And I mean, we'll get a panel. We know people. We can get a panel of of experts together to do it. It could be me, you, and we can get Brian and get Jose on an episode maybe where he can finally earn his press passes or <laughs> you know we can get people maybe get jesse james on it or, or another comic shop owner and, and kind of just get like some different opinion differing opinions and and see what everyone comes up with i think that might i think that might be a fun that might be a really fun episode because it would be cool to hear people's reasonings why that movie is ranked higher than say you know why captain america first avenger is ranked higher than the first thor or or the first Avengers movie. I think that would be it would be cool to hear people's reasons why they ranked them the way they ranked them and and it would cause a lot I think it would cause a lot of uh, a lot of good conversation. You know what we should do? 
and we should do this like over a Friday night into a Saturday. But we, I think we should just start Iron Man one, and we just watch everything back to back, da, 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 da. and then and then take a nap, and then do it like, and then take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so power through, take a nap, then record. Then record. I'd be down for that because, like you said, we we can get a lot of good, um, a lot of good, got a lot of good input. Because now that we've had all these movies and we've gone all the way up to the new Avengers, now going back and watching a lot of these, like you said, you know, movies might move up in what you thought they were because now you understand something different or something has changed and you now something is clear. Well, and, that, and that's why I say to me, Iron Man two now ranks how upper on the list because come to find out as spider-man homecoming as marvel gained the rights to use spider-man peter parker it was released that peter parker was the little kid at the world's fair that tony stark that's wearing the iron man mask that tony stark says nice shot kid and then you have the events that play out in spider-man homecoming and then the the scene that takes place between him and peter in infinity war so there's a lot of how sad there's a lot of of that movie's you know, made fluctuation. A, that movie's made a billion dollars. I'm spoiling a couple things in this episode. That's hey, it's every. You've, it's been a week and a half. It's been a week and a half. You're good. It's made a billion dollars. That is pretty good evidence that we all have seen it. The limit. The limit of stip of the yeah. The limit of um, stipulation for not saying anything. I think is well past. So we need to dedicate a few minutes in this episode to to talk about a couple things. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can hit the fast forward button when we tell you. But I think it's time. I mean, I don't think we need to go in, into it and just flat out spoil it for people. But if something comes up, I don't think it's that big a deal. Because there's 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 two things I want to talk about. Avengers. All right. What? All right. Well, then let's let's just go for it right now. So that way people know definitively this spot they can fast forward through if they haven't heard Infinity War yet. Except if they're listening to us uh, in a store or something where they don't have that option. We're just going to ruin it for everyone. But So if that's you, stick your fingers in your ears and start humming the Amazing Spider-Man theme. La, 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 I can't hear you. La, 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 la. Like uh, in a uh, 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 fever pitch where he's here in the game and he's got lobster hands. Yeah. And he's, and he's, and he's got... <laughs> I like that movie. That movie's funny. I watch it all the time. It is funny. So now that we can spoil it just a smudge and truly, really talk about it, what were your real thoughts on it? On Infinity War? Yeah. They haven't changed. I absolutely love the movie. It's it's going to be number one on my Marvel list, hands down, without question. Oh, mine too. I absolutely loved it. I I thought that from the minute where Thanos is attacking the Asgardian ship and he he kills Loki, you know, and makes Thor watch. And from the minute the movie opens up till the minute it ends, it is action packed. There is no lulls. There is no slowing down. There was never a minute where I'm like I'm bored. I I never checked my phone to see what time it was. It was from start to finish, just go full throttle, pedal to the metal. I loved it. I I think they're. I mean, I can't wait for the next movie. I think with the way they ended it is going to change the Marvel landscape. I'm excited to see where they go. And the the scene between Peter and, and Tony is, was absolutely heartbreaking. I think Tony. And I think when he talked to uh, Spider-Man and then when Groot talks to Raccoon, 
to rock. Oh, yeah. When Groot calls him dad. And we just found out like what everybody found out like a few days ago. Well, and that's not really we're not coming out as a spoiler since James Gunn came out and basically said it to everybody online. So, you know, he. But doesn't that make like now that you know that that's what he said, doesn't even make that even more like impactful? Yeah, absolutely. It's heartbreaking. Like, yeah, like I like, you know, like, you know, you've seen and you figured he said something along those lines. You figured it was, you know, best friend, dad. Who knows what really, you know, I, I just figured it was, you and know, it, like best friendish. That's what I was kind of leaning towards when he had said it. And, uh, well, and just like finding out too that Groot, that Groot is not the real Groot. The original Groot died at the end of the first event, at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, this is a Groot spawn. This is actually his son. Yeah, it's his, his offspring. So it's like, man, so he he only knows Rocket as his dad. So he sees Rocket as his, as his father figure. So it, it makes it even more heartbreaking that, you know, um, that that happened. And it, it's very, I, 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 the dynamic is so, it's, it's so good to me. Like I, with who's left at the end of that movie, like the fact that Rocket is still left at the end of the movie where other members are not is very it, like Spider-Man. Yes. Um, or <laughs> yeah, it, it's very or Groot or Groot. It's very like or Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Just keep it going. <laughs> it's, it's very like intriguing to me to see how it goes further. Why Spider-Man, though? Mother effers. Well, really, the only ones that are left standing are the original Avengers lineup. Yeah, I know. I I got that, too. My, you know, well, not to say Rocket's still there, but everyone else is pretty much gone. The original Avengers and Rocket Raccoon, you know, and I'm sure that Wakanda is going to play an even bigger role in the next movie. Like, I'm just I'm just waiting for them to release the title for the next event for Avengers four. But I don't think they will, because I think it's going to give stuff away. So I think they're they're gonna play a set close to the chest, and it'll be a while before we find out the the title for the next Avengers movie. But man, I just the way that movie, just like I said, from beginning to end, it was, and it picks up, it picks up right where Thor Ragnarok ends. Yep. When like well, even a few minutes before Thor Ragnarok's ending. Well, no, it picks up a few minutes before the the after the credit scene for Thor Ragnarok. I mean, it's pretty much Thor Ragnarok is ending, and then Avengers is starting. Yeah, and I love that's like pretty said, much what happened. I loved all of the the way they did everything. I loved all of the interaction between characters. I never felt like someone got too much screen time over someone else. The thing that I liked it, I liked that they weren't battling them all at once as like one group. I liked that everybody was, everybody had their role of what they were trying to do to, because everybody had the same end game, you know. Right. To get to Thanos. That was pretty much everybody's end game was to, to stop it. But everybody had their own thing that they had to deal with. And that's what I liked. So that, you know, you kind of, you had them dealing with it. You know, you had Tony Stark and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man dealing with it. You know, you had, you know, Black Panther and then all them were dealing with it. And I, I just, I liked how they separated everybody. I liked that the ending, like the after the credit scene, with Nick Fury disappearing and him calling out to um, uh, Captain Marvel like she's the world's last hope. And I really, like, I think what makes the dynamics so cool with the way they did it is you have these heroes scattered all over the place. Tony Stark is is on Thanos' homeworld. Like, these, these people are scattered in different places. So when this happens... 
they don't know who's still alive and who's not. They don't know. They don't know. Like Cap and them don't know if Tony's still alive. They don't know if you know who's who's alive and who's not. And I think that it makes it so cool, and that's going to make up for a lot of um, what happens going forward, and a lot of building and and you know it's gonna. I think it's gonna rekindle that that relationship that was broken and fractured in Infinity War or in uh, Captain America: Civil War. I think will start to mend a little bit to where I think by. I think, it, I think it's guaranteed, and I'm going to say it right here, and I'm going to put it right here on May 9th, 2018. The end of Infinity War, you're going to see, I, I absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, believe you're going to see Captain America die, and you're going to see Bucky Barnes take up the mantle of Captain America. But Bucky left, but he, he vanished. Right, but he, you, you know they're going to come back. Like, he's going to come back and... I wonder how... I think it's going to be Adam that brings him back. No, I, Adam Adam Warlock will is not going to be it. They have Russo brothers even already said he he's not going to be in the movie. Oh really? Yeah. So I think it's going to have something to do with Captain Marvel, and I think I think she's going to be the one that I think she's going to be the one that kind of takes the Adam Warlock role and all that. But with Chris Evans, Chris Evans been very vocal about, and he's even gone on the record as saying Avengers of Four is his last time playing Captain America. He's hanging up the, his shield after that. And I think you're going to see Bucky Barnes take up the mantle at that point. I don't think you'll see Falcon take it over yet, but I definitely think you'll see Bucky Barnes take it over. I guess we'll find out because we're going to have to find out how they're bringing everybody back. Right? So we'll see. Like, we can speculate. And I wonder if they're only going to I wonder if they're only going to bring certain people uh, back. Yeah. Like, not everybody. That's uh, Like I said, we can sit here and speculate until we're booing the face on what's going to happen or who's coming back, who's not coming back. There's there's already some you know that are going to come back. Like, you know Spider-Man is going to come back because he's already slated to have another movie that's supposed to take place after in, after the events of Infinity War. So you already know he's coming back. <laughs> you know you know that the Guardians are going to come back in some form because there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that's going to be out in 2020. So... Yeah, you know, there's there's certain characters you can already tell are going to come back without a shadow of a doubt, but it'll be it'll be cool to see how they write people off and and where Marvel goes from here. Like it'll be they the world is their oyster right now and they can pretty much do anything they want with with Avengers 4. I'm so excited. And I I just I just don't think they're going to be able to top this movie. I really don't. I don't know if it's because we're all going to build it up so big because this movie was so great that the next one's just going to be like, uh, you know how that happens. Well, while we're talking about this, this kind of, I had a little bit about news on this. Infinity War cost up to $450,000 a day to film and it went over budget. So the Russo brothers in in a recent interview broke down the budget for the Marvel Studios production which at more than 300 million is among the most expensive movie of all time. Joe Russo revealed that at times the cost to to film Infinity War and Avengers 4 back to back cost upwards to $450,000 a day. Well, good thing they made a billion dollars in the first week, right? When asked what drove up the combined film budget uh, to a reported $1 billion. So they spent a billion dollars to make this movie. Anthony Russo joked that most of it went towards Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr.'s salary. <laughs> but um, that means with, they've already they've already broke they broke even in a week. Right. But like you said, with Avengers: Infinity War having already 
you know, being the fastest film to reach a million bucks at the box office, it seems like Marvel Studios is well on its way to earning back that money. And then some. Jeez, it's crazy. You know, it's it's not like they're they're hurting for it, you know. They they literally made back the movie, what it cost to make the movie in two weeks and now everything going forward. And that's that's going forward, that's not including DVD rights, that's not including, you know, um simulcasts that they're gonna get for when they the rights every time it shows on HBO. Or like when it finally hits FX. Right, that's that's not even like yeah, when it comes to normal TV, that's that's not including all the stuff they're gonna get from that. So that that's insane how much money this movie's gonna make. I I don't I don't think we'll ever see another movie in our lifetime that tops it. Well maybe Avengers Four will, just because everyone's got that everyone's got that, that set you've gotta know what happens. Yeah. Like everybody needs closure now. Right. Because you go into it and you always know that Marvel has that set formula where the good guys are going to win out in the end. And that didn't happen. That does not happen in this movie. The good guys do not win in the end. So the movie did not end with the good guys on top. Which which was actually the uh, stuff like that is actually like a breath of fresh air. I agree. It, it was Oops. it was the shot in the arm cuz even, you know, most Marvel movies had a specific formula they followed. Um, most Marvel films can have a formula that they follow. Um, even, you know, even Black Panther kind of followed that same Marvel formula. But, you know, they had an interesting villain with Killmonger, but Killmonger, and it's because you had that emotional attachment to him. Like, you could kind of relate to him in, in certain aspects, in certain ways. And that's kind of the same way with Thanos, is you can relate to him. Like, there's a relatability there, and I think that's what makes him such a cool villain, and, and that movie is so good. Yeah, I agree. Like, I didn't have seen Black Panther yet. You haven't seen Black Panther yet? <laughs> no. It just came out on DVD yesterday. Oh, sweet. Then I can... Oh, and then it should be on Netflix soon, huh? Yep. <clears throat> but then sweet I'll wait for Netflix I was gonna I was gonna watch it online but I forgot so last week after we recorded DC dropped the announcement for their their DC streaming service they didn't give us any any inkling on how much it's gonna be monthly or what it's gonna cost for it but they did show you that you're gonna get Titans you're gonna get um, a couple different shows the ones that nobody knew about like swamp thing um do what did you did you see that yeah I saw it what did you think about that? My whole thing is okay. So now we got to pay for another streaming service. That's what I get every time. I've already, you know, we already pay for so many different things. Like how, how many more things do we need to pay for? <laughs> like you're getting Titans, Swamp Thing, Young Justice, Outsiders, and Harley. Yeah, but Quinn. I, but I, but I'm talking about. I already have Hulu. I already have Netflix. I already have HBO. I, you know, I mean, I have all these streaming services. Well, and then you're going to need one for Disney when Disney pulls all their stuff off of Netflix. And then we're going to need one for DC so we can watch. There's just too many. Because Netflix will probably lose out on all the rights to the Marvel stuff once Marvel has their own streaming, or once Disney starts their own streaming service. So I just think that that's the way the world's going, man, is that the the way of cable and satellite is going to die here in the next 10 years, and everything's going to be done on a pay-for-service. You want... Yeah, it, it, you're going to have a la carte TV now because you're just gonna because you're gonna just pay for the ones that you want. Right. Well, right. And so you're gonna pay for like, okay, well, I want to watch all my CW shows. You're gonna have to pay for the CW streaming service, and you're gonna have to pay for this streaming service and that streaming service. And it's just that's just the way it's gonna be. Like you said, it's gonna be a la carte, and that's kind of the way everything's going. And that's the way that I mean, it's a way that companies can keep it in house and keep their money where they're not spending in tons of money and having to share money and distributing rights and royalties and properties and like that they can keep that all right in house. I I just 
there's got to be a breaking point where something else has to happen. That's just what I think because I just there's just too many bills, and it right. it's and it's just to watch TV. Like, how many bills do I need that provides me to watch TV? Yeah, like you, you already have cable. Well, I have satellite. You know what I mean? I have Netflix. I got Hulu. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just how many to, how many freaking things do I need to pay for? Well, for me, like I have DirecTV like you do, and then I have Netflix. And like Netflix and Hulu to me are like those those weekend like I'm awake at two in the morning on a Friday night, and there's nothing but infomercials on TV. Let me catch up. Let me you know there's a show I was watching. Let me catch up on it. So then I'll go to Hulu and watch it and catch up on it, or I'll go to to Netflix and catch up what on like whatever the newest Netflix show is, or or you know things like that's what I mostly use Hulu and Netflix. They're like my late night. I can't sleep. There's nothing on TV. Let me catch up on something. But that's just me. Some people use it religiously. Yeah, that, that's what I, I use it like you do. It's okay. It's the weekend. I'm gonna relax. What am I, you know, I mean, I like I did that Sunday. I was like, what am I going to watch? And you know what? I just pick random stuff. Like, what I don't know. I watched some movie about these four girl best friends and they, they like to get fun. They like to get high and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know what you're talking about on Netflix. Yeah, I watched that movie where like the chick was all concerned about prom and she got pulled over yeah. with with the monkey bong and yep yep like have you have you watched that movie on netflix um the week of you with adam sandler and chris rock i i started to and it just i just lost complete interest in it oh you gotta keep going like I adam sandler was such a putz in it like eh, eh, like he's like that weird like scared hesitant i was like I don't know. Yeah, he's a Jew from Jersey. Bro. I know, but I just or, well from Long Island. But it gets so much better. You're like it's it's honestly like one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies now because it's more of a, a serious Adam Sandler role. But he's it's still got moments coming when his uncle comes. When his uncle with no legs comes, oh, that's, that's when the funny. fucking movie takes off. See, I got I watched all that. Like he's carrying him. He had to he had to take him into the bathroom, and he couldn't get the the, the wheelchair to unfold and. Well, like they, they like take him to a strip club. I don't think I got that far. And like they, he loses his legs. Well, I'm not gonna give it away, but you know, if you if you know, like why he lost his legs, they tell everyone that he lost his legs in World War II. And so like everyone starts going crazy about him being in the ser- and thanking him for his service. So like there's a point where they're at Adam Sandler's son's baseball game and a kid gets beamed with the ball and the kid's dad runs out of the stands and he goes to check on his son. And he's like, oh, hold on a second and runs over to the guy. And he's like, oh, thank you for his service. Doesn't even pay attention to his kid who just got beamed with the ball. He goes to thank this other dude for his service. And it's it's literally I, I've it's probably one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies in a long, long time. I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to try it again. Chris Rock's good in it. It's it's a funny it, it's a really funny movie. Like I started watching. I don't know if I fell asleep. Like like I know my wife was watching it, and uh, so I was watching it too. And I, I I don't know if I just said ah f this and it was boring me. So I think I just went to sleep. Yeah, probably. That sounds like you. That sounds like me. Um. But let's go ahead and get a little bit of news out of the way because I know we're running short on time. And I know you said you had another topic that you wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and get some of this news out of the way real quick. And then uh, we can get on onto that. Um, I think one of the things that we got to start off with this week is that it's official. And I'm super excited. 
Bill and Ted 3 is actually happening. Isn't that awesome? Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter will reprise their roles in Bill and Ted Face the Music, the long-awaited sequel to the 1991 Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I'm super excited for it because Keanu Reeves does not look like he's aged a day where Alex Winter looks like he's had a rough life. Right. Um, Have you watched any of Cobra Kai yet? No, because I don't subscribe to... Because you can only watch like the first two episodes before you hit you can watch the first two episodes right and then um i think they have a free subscription or a free month to to hulu or to um youtube red right now and then you can watch you can watch them and then delete it but um i'm gonna wait i have other streaming sites that i watch stuff on i'm gonna wait until it's over and then see if it shows up there but did you watch them like i heard it's great um, I have not yet. I've my boss at work was telling me that the first two episodes were really, really good, and he watched them last night. And I was gonna, I'm gonna check them out either later tonight or tomorrow, or maybe over the weekend. I haven't decided yet. Um, Rick Moranis returns to acting um, tonight on the episode of The Goldbergs that's gonna air tonight. Um, you won't hear this because this probably won't go up till either, either Thursday or Friday. Um, depending on the editing schedule. But um, on tonight's episode of The Goldberg, uh, retired actor Rick Moranis briefly returns to acting uh, to place his Spaceball character Dark Helmet on ABC's The Goldberg. Moranis could be um, heard voicing the character in one of Adam Goldberg's dreams as Adam encounters Dark Helmet storming his bedroom to battle the Schwartz. Do you watch that show? Do you actually watch it? I have not watched the Goldbergs, no. Dude, I have watched that show since day one. Since episode one, day one, the first time it was on, I saw a billboard. I've talked about, I think I've talked about this on the show before. But I was driving to work one morning and uh, I saw a bus. And this is the only time bus advertisements have ever worked for me. But I was, I was driving and I was sitting at a red light and I looked to my left. And it says, Goldbergs coming, you know. And it was like, like in like three days, you know, from what the the date said and it had a picture of the family and they all were in the same sweater and they were like stacked on top of each other and they were looking to the left and like smiling yeah and i was like oh f, f this is this is gonna be a show about the 80s this is gonna be awesome it's gonna be great and so i started watching it and i've watched it ever since you know religiously like it's on my record and it's great because they, they've redone the Goonies. Like, they, you know what I mean? And they, they take these pivotal times of the 80s that, like, I remember being a kid. Um, and they and they, and they they redo it. And so, it, you know what I mean? So you kind of connect with it. That's what I think what I really like about it. So you recommend it then? I, the show's awesome. If you're not watching it, I mean, it, it's on in syndication. So you, you can go and you can. I think it's on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think it might be on Netflix. If it's not there, it should be on Hulu. Yeah, it'll definitely be on there. But it, it it's quite a few seasons in, five or six seasons in. So, but it's I, I find it hilarious, and I, I like. Well, and, and I know Kevin Smith directed a couple episodes of it. Yes, he has. But I mean, they do like they've done like they've done the Goonies. They've done like a like a like the uncle in it had a DeLorean. You know, and he like shows up in it, and you know, like they did an episode about Hands Across America. You know, and it's just stuff that you remember, like from being a little kid. Like, because I, I was a little kid in the '80s. I wasn't old or anything. You know what I mean? So, but it's just it's just stuff that I remember. So, I just yeah. you know, and like you know, and you go in the bedroom of the daughter and you see Christian Slater posters, and it's I don't know, it's and the show's just it's just funny. 
I'll have to check it out then. It's worth it's worth watching. If you guys aren't watching it, it's totally worth watching. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law will be reprising their roles as Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson nice. in Sherlock Holmes 3, and it's going to get a release date of 2020. Um, Those com- are good movies. Yeah, they were. Comcast is readying a cash bid to upend Fox Disney deal. According to CNBC, Comcast is currently in talks with banks to make an all-cash offer for 21st Century Fox that would essentially upend Disney's current deal with the studio. Disney and Fox previously announced the deal back in December, which saw the Mouse House seeking to acquire the majority of the company for an astonishing $52 billion. That deal is currently in review process, and many believe that the earliest it can be finalized is by the summer 2019. Should Comcast's latest deal on all-cash offer go through, however, it appears any hopes for fans seeing X-Men and Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe may simply be a pipe dream. All I gotta say is, Comcast, nobody likes you. Nobody likes your customer service. Nobody likes your cable services. Stay away from this deal. Do not buy 21st Century Fox. Don't. Just just let us be happy, man. Aren't they uh, partners with Cox Communications as well? Like, don't They merged. They might have. I, I don't know, but I just, I don't want to see, I really, really don't want to see them buy 21st Century Fox and own the rights to those characters. Like, I've never had Comcast. I don't even, you know, like Comcast doesn't actually mean anything to me. No, well, we don't have it out here, but you can go online and just read like the horror stories from customer service experiences. And like, they were in the news for a while for scamming people and, just their terrible customer service and they're just they're just a company that their name alone just makes, makes you cringe, cringe. <laughs> yeah. yeah thanos has come to Fortnite. um the mad titan himself has found his way to the game of the moment that's right avengers infinity wars thanos has landed in the epic game sandbox survival game Fortnite to restore the balance of the expansive map the Infinity Gauntlet Liberty Time mashup mode allows one lucky player to find and wield an all-powerful Infinity Gauntlet to become the Mad Titan himself. So if you're playing Fortnite, which which I play Fortnite, um, it's a fun game. For a limited time, you can be Thanos in that game. I heard the game is trash. Fortnite's fun. I don't know. My kids say the game is trash. <laughs> it, I mean, it's very uh, cartoony. I prefer PUBG, which is pretty much the same player known as Battleground, but... If you're on Xbox One, hit me up and you play PUBG. Uh, hit me up on Twitter and we can we can play together. Um, and the last little piece I have is uh, in the rumors of an open-world Superman game in the works at Rocksteady. A new rumor suggests that Rocksteady is developing an open-world Superman game that takes place in Batman's Arkham Universe. The game rumored to be unveiled at this year's E3, but sadly we won't know much more until then. So if you're a fan of the the Batman Arkham games, Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, um, yeah, what I can't remember the other ones, but um, off the top of my head. But yeah, they're going to make a Superman game that's along those lines. So if you're a Superman fan, not like me, because I don't like Superman, there you go. That's the game for you. I think that's kind of cool. So it's going to be like a Grand Theft Auto style of Superman game? Um, Is that no, what that means? No, no, no. So... Um, have you ever played like the Arkham Knight game? Um, I think th- is that where you had to find like if you like followed like the cigarette smells and all that. And... Yeah, like you snuck around and stuff. Uh-huh. It's gonna be more like that. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I but, guess. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big gamer. 
But that's all I had for the news for this week. So I know you had one last topic you want to talk about before we get out of here. Okay, yeah. So my last topic is is I watch a lot of, as you guys all know, if you guys, to all everybody that, you know, hangs in with us and listens episode after episode. And then to all you that haven't heard, but I, I really like Facebook Live auctions. I, I subscribe to a lot of them. I have so many quote unquote friends now because I watch at so many different people's auctions that I get a lot of friend requests, you know? So I was watching a, and I might've missed backstory. I might've missed, there might be a reason for this. This is just my interpretation of the parts that I saw, you know what I mean? Of what I was watching is, uh, so they had, they brought out, the guy had brought out a DuckTales comic. And, you know, it's one of the older ones. It's before it was, uh, who has it now? It's the, the old, you know, the old school publisher who did it. Uh, was it starts with the deals like Dell or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? But, it, it, uh, they're the ones that do Don LaRosa's Scrooge McDuck, right? Yeah, I think so. And it was, yeah. It's not DuckTales. But it was, it, it, it's a DuckTales comic and the, I guess the guy who wrote it, it and it, it, I guess it has ties to like World War Two, and, 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 uh, um, I think the guy like escaped from being a, uh, like going to a concentration camp or something like that. So, okay. So it's kind of got, you know, that kind of like the writer or the artist or whoever who is a part of that book you know he was a part of history you know what I mean of something that happened and so what he did was he put a price tag of $2,000 on the book because of that because of the artist's backstory he feels that that book is worth $2,000 yeah so so he put the opening bid up and he started it at we started at 1000 nobody bid on it so then he upped it to 2000 and he added another book to it and then up to 2500 but I so my question what, what, what kind of logic is that this book isn't bidding no one's bidding it on a thousand let's up it another thousand and throw another book on top well, of I, th- like, I think that the, the, the theory was okay I'll throw it out there for the thousand no biters well what was it? he had a reasoning behind it like here's the ultimate deal I'll give you guys two minutes to get the ultimate deal I'll start it at a thousand up oh, no biters. Okay, now here's the real auction. I'm starting the bidding at two thousand. But there's no return on investment there. There's no. It's not like a, a Walking Dead number one or Amazing Fantasy fifteen or or anything like that where the price and market dictate that that the price of that book. This guy is is just it's sentimental to him, or it's got a cool back. The artist has a cool backstory, so it's a sentimental that you know to me that's being sentimental pricing. Like he's not you're not going to get return on investment that that because if you're the idiot that buys that for two grand and you turn around and try to sell so that, it for two grand, nobody's going to buy so it. So that's my no question. No one's going to care about was, your backstory. When does the line of what it's worth versus what you think it's worth. And I, I get it. A book is only what you're willing to pay for it. And I, and I, I totally get that. But, but now it, just having a backstory I mean, you know, because, you know, sometimes you pay more for a book because it's part of a pedigree, like a pedigree collection. Well, everyone thinks that their collections are worth millions of dollars. Everyone thinks that their books should be worth five, six hundred dollars. When uh, I know mine's worth point, two point three. Mine's worth two point three. I know that. Oh, do you? <laughs> but I mean, so, you know, 
so when you think that like these lines have been crossed in selling books that you could just say well you know just because this has a cool backstory you know that I think this book is worth this I, I don't know do you think maybe like kind of what you were talking about yesterday with all the variants do you think like this the the do you think this goes and you think there's going to be a, a a bubble popping soon do you think this is contributing to what you think the bubble popping would be like this kind of you know variant crazy prices you know books that come out the same day are, are now th- three you know okay like Thanos 13 the out of the Raphael Albuquerque variant came out what four months ago to buy that book in a 9.8, do you know how much that book is in a 9.8? You're looking at 750 to a thousand dollars. Well, it's like, been out four months, but but I'm just trying to think. Do you think sentimental value should play a part in how much a book should be? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Your sentimental value should not be in the market and the price of a book because you know whoever is buying it is not buying it because of your sob story. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk, but they're not buying this book because of the artist's sob story. They're going to buy it because they've been looking for it, because it's important, or it might mean something to them. Now, when you're buying a book, your sentimental value might dictate how much you're willing to spend for it. Because if you're like, oh man, I remember having that book when a kid or when I was a kid, or my grandfather showed me that book and I lost it, then that's that's sentimental value to you. So maybe you're willing to shell out a little bit of money for it. But selling it at a higher price because you have the sentimental value, or you think that the artist of the the artist's backstory is cool, is insane. And kind of like what you were touching on, I said that, you know with all these variants, let me kind of explain the bubble thing. I don't think it's gonna be like the nine like the same. It's gonna be like the nineties bubble as far as like I think the the industry goes. But it's not. It's gonna happen in a different way. Right now you have thanks to ebay and and amazon and all these other sites you can set and dictate prices of books you know the the street you look at the street guide and the street guide might say this book is a 200 dollars book but you look at ebay and it's a two thousand dollar book so these sites these auction sites are letting you dictate or letting the people dictate how much the market right the market and right now the the hottest thing to do is for people to go okay well this movie just came out or they announced a new movie that's coming out what's the first thing that happened infinity war they announced that boom that book skyrocketed they announced that cable's gonna be in deadpool 2 boom his first appearance skyrocketed but that's that's supply and demand because now people are like oh i like deadpool i like the movie cable i want his first appearance like i know a couple people that's they do that that's so, I mean, I understand that part of it. Like, I mean, right. But my point is, is that you have you have Marvel and DC and an image looking at these like, oh, man, like, look at this explosion. Like Venom. Venom's a perfect example. Venom has a new movie coming out. Spider-Man 300 exploded in price. So now what does Marvel do? Oh, well, we're going to relaunch Venom and give him his own standalone story. And then when that book doesn't sell, there's going to be an overabundance of, of, of books there. And... And at some point, there's going to be so much oversaturation that people are just going to lose interest in, in comics. And, and it's kind of already reason, it started while the comic book stores are hurting and, and things like that. It's, it's going to be so oversaturated that people aren't going to be interested anymore. 
and all these comic shops are going to be sitting on these books and it's going to be just like it, it's going to be the crash of the 90s again see I don't think it's going to crash because there's so many movies and there's so much going on that's driving it and I, I, I think I don't think it's going to crash I think what's going to happen is I think eventually it's just going to level back out to where people who buy comic books to read comic books are into it are just and those people are just going to continue to buy so you know I think these people who order 17,000 copies of a book so they can get a, you know, one in 17,000 variant. I think those are the people that are going to be, oh crap, when it levels out. I don't think it's going to burst. I think it's just going to level out. And it, it's come to the point where, though, where people aren't buying comic books to enjoy the comic book. They're buying first appearances and they're buying all this stuff to sell it, to, to hawk it, yeah, to but, flip it. But that that's the awesome thing about buying comic books and collectible type thing is is you can buy it for any reason that you want right to. and that's and that's where the sentimental thing to you comes in as the buyer that i think it's okay to have the sentimental value but as the seller it's absolutely you can't i think it's absolutely asinine to raise the price on a book because of your sentimental like you've never bought a book just because you you like the cover well of course i have that's the same thing you're just buying it for you didn't buy it to read it. You just bought it because you like the cover. But if I like the cover that much, the chances are it's going to go in a frame and hang on my wall. But what's the difference between you hanging it in a frame and, them, you, and you just well, buy it? Because at that point, I'm buying it more as an art piece than I am. Yeah, but you you didn't anything else. But you didn't buy it to read it. You bought it to. You just bought it to have it. If I'm going to buy it, but that's the thing. If I'm going to buy a specific cover. I personally buy two like walking dead right now they're doing what is it the um the 15 year anniversary of the walking dead so every book they have their normal cover and then they have a very stylized cover with it i buy one of each i don't i buy the stylized cover to potentially frame and hang up and then i buy the normal cover to read so i i buy one of each yeah but it, just in that case but you've bought books just just for the cover and not bought two Normally, normally I buy two. It, I, I can't remember the last time. Oh, sorry. The only the last time that I bought a book, just because of the cover, was the Gwenum book, just because I thought the cover was cool. But normally, it's it's I'll buy two of them if I'm gonna buy it at all. But but that's me. Like I've kind of I'm kind of in that that mindset to where you know I'm falling out of reading comics. I still follow what's going on, but I'm following. I'm falling out of reading the the weekly readers because of the way things. Like I, you know, you go into the store and there's like Marvel. Like I told you yesterday, Iron Man one, the relaunch of Iron Man with Dan Slott as the writer. There's 20 different variant covers for that number one book. See, I think that's each dumb. variant cover is going to have a different set of armor on it. It's 20 different variant covers, like who's to say what variant cover is going to be hot what's the variant cover that's going to that's that's going to be the one that just skyrockets and and I think right now everybody's kind of looking at the comic book industry as what is going to be that next hot ticket item what is that book that's going to explode in in 2 months I can sell it for 2 300 dollars I can flip it for 100% or triple my profit you know 100% markup or or whatever but that's it. that's always been there that's that's it's always been there with comics. There's always been people. See now what it is 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 it's just more mainstream. There's just lots of people doing it, but people have always done that with comic books. Comic books because it's a collectible, so it's always something that's been bought and sold. 
now no, and I, there's just a lot of people doing it now so now there's an oversaturation of flippers and I don't have a problem with, with the buying and selling part of it because I've been a collector my entire life baseball cards, hockey cards, football cards pogs you know you're a collector action figures like you pogs I, I had some dope as a collector like it's it's fine, but they have like the, the collector's street guide or over street guide or Beckett or the, you know, they had all those guides that kind of set a precedence of how much that, that card is worth. Yeah, but now we have the internet, so now we have up to minute. Right, but but that's the shitty part is that like a shop, they, they go, okay, well, this book is worth this much. And then you're like, all right, cool, I'll take it. Then they turn around and go, oh, well, it's now selling for three times this much on eBay, so now I want this out for it see what what i think what shops need to do with that is they're gonna have to you know kind of count their losses on that on some of them okay so this is the price oh it's gone up you can change the price later or sell them online to accommodate that what they're going for but i think in a shop i don't think you should be able to turn around and go hold on let me check the most up-to-date prices you just as a shop i think you should just have a price you know what I mean? You and you can. You need to do your research before you put it on to the market to sell. You know what I mean? So you before you before that book hits the stand, you should have done your research and saying, okay, look, I see that there's a trend on this one. It's it's going up, and make a price that accommodates it. Well, yeah, there should be an average. You take what it's selling for on eBay. You take what it says in the the comic book over street guide or whatever it's called. You take what the guide says and you find yeah, the, a happy see, average. The, the problem with Comic Street Overguide is they would have to put it out. They would they should be online and it should be somewhere you you pay a fee instead of buying the book once a month or you know you should you should have a membership to it and it should be more current. I mean, it, to me, it just kind of sucks for the little guy because you could because okay, so so you you go to Overstreet and you go, oh, this book for sale for eight dollars. But you you look on eBay and it's selling for seventy eight. You're gonna are you gonna say nope? Overstreet says eight. That's all you can sell. And, and I mean it sucks for the and, and vice versa. It sucks for the little guy because you can buy a book right now for on eBay for eighty bucks and you're like man I'm strapped for cash I want to sell this I'm gonna say, you know and you go to a shop and they're like oh well this this book only says that it's worth twenty five and you're like well I bought it on eBay it's going for a hundred on eBay we'll sell it on eBay then then you keep your book you know it's. It, Exactly, sell it on eBay. But then eBay takes half of your money, and it just—I don't know—it just. They don't take half. Okay, maybe half's an over-exaggeration, but they take hey, your money. There's a fee and, to play know, the game. I—I I don't know, but I don't mind the selling market. Like you know, I've—I've I've helped you dabble in it and go look at collections and flipping and and all that, and I'm like I'm okay with that. But I think you draw the line where because your sentimental attachment or. Because the artist has a cool backstory to the book means that you're gonna you're gonna triple that price of that book and rip somebody off. Essentially, that's all you're doing is you're ripping somebody off. Because you could have somebody that really wants the book and doesn't give a damn about the artist or their backstory. They just want the book because of what the of, of the book, you know. And because they're, they could be a huge Ducktales fan and they want that book, and it's normally you know a ten twenty dollar book and it's hard to find, but it's hard to find because it's a Ducktales book and there's not a lot of demand for them. And you got this asshole selling it for, you know, um, three, four thousand dollars because of the story. I just thought that was an interesting, t that's just an interesting take to selling. 
I mean, I leave it up to let's put it up to the listeners. Like, if you listen to this episode, let us know in the comment section below. What What do you think? Do, would you buy Would you buy a book or sell a book at that? at a marked up price because of the artist's backstory or because of a sentimental value. I know most people will buy a book and me included, and I'm sure you will too. You'll buy a book for the sentimental attachment because it means something to you. But if it's because you're like, oh, well, this was my great grandpa Stevie's book and he loved, he loved Donald Duck. And my great grandfather Stevie absolutely loved this book. And it was, but it's in reality, it's a 50 cent book because it was your great grandfather Stevie's. You're going to sell it for $300 and everyone's going to tell you, go blow yourself. You know, it's, it's only a $25 book. I'm going to give you 25 bucks for it. And you're going to be appalled and offended and hurt because Uncle, what it meant for Grandpa Stevie and what it meant to you, but it doesn't mean that to somebody else. That person doesn't care. What, what, what do you think? Are you going to buy, are you going to buy a book because of, the artist's backstory or are you gonna buy buy it at normal price i'm a cheapskate i'm super cheap because i don't have money i i, I can't afford to buy expensive books so i have to wait and frugal and says the guy that spent a thousand dollars in a walking dead number one i also sold a lot of my books to do that and i did it in payments and i did it and you know what i mean but my last that, I, that was just i was just curious and i would just kind of see what everyone's take was it is so but my last thing I want to talk about before we go is, did you do free comic book day? I did not. You did not partake at all. I did not partake at all. No, I'm terrible. Listen, I was going to go with you and then didn't. And then you bailed on me. And then and then I was going to go to Samurai because like, okay, I got to go get my oil changed anyway. So I got to go past Samurai. And when I drove past Samurai, their line was out the door and around the block. And I was like, it's hot out. I don't want to stand in that for a free comic book that's just going to sit on my desk and get ruined anyways. So I went there with only two books in mind and I got both the books that I wanted. And then I come to open, like, you know, I'm a big Brian K. Vaughn fan. As, as you guys have listened to me, I love Paper Girls. So I went to get his new book, Barriers, Is uh, was a free comic book day. It's almost, I think it's pretty much like the full book. It wasn't just a sample of it. So I went to open it to read it today so that I could actually talk about it on today's episode. And half of it's in Spanish. <laughs> So it's a half Spanish, half English comic book. So like every Como other page is in Spanish. And it's Spanish, English, Spanish, English. So I'm like, I wonder how this book... I mean, I wonder how this book is going to do if a portion of your audience can't read it. Uh, I mean, that could just be the free comic day, book day version. They might offer it in two versions. They might offer it in a Spanish and an English version when it comes out on the shelf. No, it came out today. Oh, did it? Yeah. It's a, it's the same. It's half Spanish. I just, I just, I was kind of bummed. I mean, I think it's, it's a cool concept. But I think they should do it in Spanish, but they should, like, subtitle it somewhere. So at least you know what they're saying. I mean, it's the it's the way of the world now. I mean, most a lot of people are bilingual, so I mean, I guess it would make sense. But I'm not, and I want everybody to cater to me, 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 me. Well, I mean, obviously there's a market for it if they're selling it, you know. I just thought that was interesting. I end up just getting Spider-Man, and cause I'm so excited about Otley being the artist for Spider-Man, and it looks great. Kudos to Otley. I think it's gonna get yeah, I, Ryan Otley. It's Amazing Spider-Man One, right? They're bringing it back, or is it gonna be? Or is it? Um, yeah, they're gonna they're renumbering it. So is it gonna stop after eight hundred? Um, 
I'm not sure. That'll, it'll be interesting to see how they go. I'm not sure. But I'm real. I mean, I just you know, I I'm a, we're both fans of Ryan Otley's art, so I mean, it's great that he's getting to do Amazing Spider-Man. And it's cool too because you know people were wondering when he was finishing up. Uh, what was the book he just got done doing? Invincible. Invincible. People were wondering what he was going to do. Now we know. Amazing Spider-Man. Kudos. Well, we all know that I'm just happy Dan Slott's finally off that book. Oh, what a relief. So we finally go back to reading Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, what a relief it is. That's it. Those were my were my things that I wanted to talk about. That's all you got for today? That's all I got for today. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. And remember, if you like the show, you like what you heard today, make sure to like and subscribe to us. Go on to iTunes or any podcasting application you listen to us on and leave us a review. It helps us with our ratings. It helps people find the show and spread the love. Unless it's a bad one, then don't bother. <laughs> Unless it's a bad one? Nah, we welcome all reviews because then, I mean, if they're bad, you run the risk of just getting shredded, I guess. I'm just playing. I actually don't care. Um, yeah, you do. A little bit. Hurts my feelers. I want to take a special shout out for the newest member of the Absolute Geek Army, uh, Joel Lee Barrett, who sent us a message on Facebook. Thank you for just finding the, the show there, Joel, and I'm glad that you're enjoying yourself. And Took you long yeah, enough. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully we provide good content that you care about for for some time to come, and you, you stick around and enjoy your time as part of the Absolute Geek Army. But uh, for the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. And we'll see you next time.